Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And Ham. Yep, still here. And Forty unfortunately can't be with us tonight, but I thank him for filling in last week when I couldn't be with you because of uh, the old Sydney trains. Um, but let's jump into things. So we'll start with a review of our first grade loss to the Sharks, 30-26 try scorers, RCG, Makasivo double, Mitch Moses double. Um, only three from five off the boot, which was the difference in the end. So, gents, I didn't even get to see this because, again, I was stuck on a train on Friday night. How did you guys see it? I thought it was going to be so easy. thought it was going to... Oh, after that second try, we shifted from inside our own half and we just we looked good. We're on song. Dylan's got the ball. He hasn't made a mistake yet. Looking real good. And then Gutho went off and Hodgson fumbled the ball and that was it. <laughs> yeah. We, we just sort of... We didn't recover from... The, well, we did sort of recover, but... That was sort of the the beginning of the end was Gutho's HIA. I, I I honestly believe if he did not go off, we win that game. Just looking at some of the the stats there, the big one that hangs out there is sixty six percent completion rate, twenty eight from forty two. Obviously not good enough. Look, I I don't know what is going up with this club. Like the outside backs between Wonga Blake and um, Bailey Simonson, just errors galore. Like it, it's like as if. They look like forwards out on the edges. They don't know how to catch a ball. And it's not like as if... Um, they were, like, okay, some pla- some passes, they were like, you know, right at them and it's sort of like last-minute thing. Like, I-, I just feel as though uh, for our outside backs, we've got poor handling across the board. Like, I think the best... Like, even Guffo's our best uh, guy under the pie ball. And, yeah, it just seems like, um, you know, our edge defense... Like, I agree with him what you said about uh, with Guffo going off. Like, yeah, that changed the game, essentially. Like, uh, it was just... A, two weeks in a row, it's happened to us where we've had a player go off... Uh, for HIA, and the opposition wasn't put on report, wasn't even a penalty at least. So I just feel as though it's a bit of a grey area like that, um, but that did change it. You know, um, look, I don't want to sound too negative and start, start saying the season's over, but my God, this team, looking at it, I've got 13 players in this squad I can rely on, and the rest, I just, I've got, they've lost my trust. I just, I just got zero faith in them, and um, just, you look at, like, you look at Hopgood, right? What he does, and we've been praising him since he signed with us. Like this guy, he chased he, that chase to Katoa. This is this is the lock. He's played eighty four minutes the first week, or the whole game last week, and then this week he's played like you know close to eighty, and he's chasing chasing that um the winger down, and pretty much to save the game. And then he gets up, up, and straight away he's going to look for, looking for, uh, to pack the scrum straight away. Like I just feel as though we need more players like him, and so the players are just just going through the motion and just like they're just out they don't know what they're doing out there so I yeah just, that's that it's a killer attitude like it's it's win at all costs attitude and you know uh, Hopgood has it I think I think Moses has it but like I, I know and I but I don't think we have to me I, I said it after round one I don't think our backs have that killer attitude you know, I just the 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 meters that they make. Penis, you know, I, I Penis only made the least amount of meters from our backs this week, but still, like, it to me it seemed like he was the only one pushing, trying to push through contact and make meters off off returns and in those early tackles. Like, our forwards are really good, even with our injuries and everything. But it's just, I, I don't know. It's 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 just so frustrating. It's frustrating, like, because we have the and. I suppose it is frustrating because we only have lost by four points in both games. Like, you can pinpoint moments 
where we lost it. Whereas when you lose big, you just, you just lose the game in general, so you can't pinpoint moments. Like this one, you you, you can point to Bailey um, knocking on that kick for the 40-20. You can pinpoint Wanga Blake not passing the ball um, with 40 seconds to go, whatever it was. You can pinpoint Hodgson dropping it. You can pinpoint uh, even Junior and Hopgood dropping the ball. Like They both dropped ball... Uh, I think it was early in the tackle with good, like it was going to be a good ball set where we could have set up something attacking with, you know, the Sharks have the most points scored against them this year. So it was likely that we were going to score. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating. But I, I think it's pretty so I think it's a bit too early to call season over um, this early in the season. Yeah, and I think um, putting to that, you know, it was a very long season last year, obviously playing all the rounds, then every single finals match up to the grand final. And then a large um, portion of the team also played well, also played in the Rugby League World Cup. There's players like Junior and, and Reg, uh, who also played in, in Origin. So um, there's so much representation last year. They've had such a big season and then such a shortened pre-season um, that they're probably going to take a couple of weeks to get going and that's before you factor in a couple of injuries there you know very unlucky with Sean Russell um, not coming in in place of Bailey Simonson the, uh, last week and then very unlucky with um, Sean Lane doing his, uh, his his cheek in there and then you add in you know a couple of different players coming in from last season you look at that second row it's completely new and then the bench is mostly pre- uh, mostly pretty new so it's going to take a little while to gel. Um, unfortunately, we were meant to... Uh, uh, we've got a hard start to the draw, so we needed to really get things off moving, but we've got a chance to do that again this Thursday night. I just want to say, right, this is like another round of mine, right? And I was saying I was saying earlier, I've got 13 players I can trust. You know, the past couple of years, I've made fun of like the likes of Souths, Manly, for being such a top-heavy squad. We've had... Okay, we've had Maddo taking the, the suspension. That's one player down. Then we've got Lane, great down injury. We've lost two players who... And and we just look so... We've got no depth. Like, our bench is... And I understand when, when they both come in, our bench is going to get better. But what's going to happen when Origin comes? Like, when Junior is going to play Origin, right? Or even Reg. What's going to happen? Like, are we going to be even screwed again? So, I don't know if it's poor recruitment. Like, are we bargain hunting because we've got no cap? Or it's... Because like we've been recru- we've recruited well over the past years, we've turned you know bus to use an NFL term into like gems and stuff. But the fact is, we've got nothing on the bench to show the, to have inspiration or something. And you know, Brad Arthur has come out and said, "I have to play Reg and Junior a lot of minutes. I don't want them to be playing that now." They both went on to World Cup. They both played a long season last year. We should be just easing them into the season. But it's just you. You look at the bench. You got the Gerard Momosia. I don't know what's going on with him. I, I just. He's just a frustrating footballer. Widow McGregor, another frustrating footballer. Like, he's been in the system for two years. And then we've got Makatoa. He's fallen off a cliff since his debut season. And then Ogden, we don't know what's going on with him. I just feel as though, and I said it, you know, we've got zero depth. We're top heavy. And we're going to... And this this type of result, like this performance, where we sort of go hard for 50, 60 minutes and then fall off, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the norm. Because we've relied so much on the likes of Reg and Junior to play a lot of the minutes, so... That's my bit of a rant this week. I just, yeah, it's, it's frustrating, this, this squad, how it's put together. Just back to what you said there, Bertie. You said we've recruited well um, recently. Is it, I don't know if we've recruited well or if that's the case of our football department like bringing the best out of these guys because who was Isaiah Papali'i before he came to Parramatta? Hmm. Uh, 
he, he, who is he after he's gone away from <laughs> exactly like I, I understand like that there have been big losses but I think that's more to do with the football department doing their job rather than the recruitment part doing their job I think we need to be better on that front like uh, I, I don't know that that might come with being a better team we might eventually be well we'll never be a Roosters in terms of mm. recruitment no one can ever be but like you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to have like a stacked top 30s roster but what I'm saying is like we, we've got injuries right now right that's affecting our bench when now when when they come back we're going to be better but when Reg and Junior go to Origin what's going to happen then who's going to be our starting props last year we had Kafusi. now he hasn't he hasn't lit the you know the league this year with Cronulla and we had Murata on the bench they're quality bench players and you know possible starters what's going to happen I fear come Origin or come even like knock on wood I'm knock on wood right now if we get any more injuries in the forwards we are screwed We've got nothing behind us. And I suppose that, that comes back to, you know, paying Reg and Junior so much. Like, say you didn't have one of them, you, you might then be able to have someone on the, you know, two players that are higher quality than Widamu, Makessi and Jaira. Like, so, you know, that, that's that's the trade-off there, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, because like, I think between them, um, between Jarrah... Jira- Ogden, Widamu, and Makatoa, like they probably wouldn't be on max 200k a year, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, it'd be, very... it'd be nothing or yeah. close to it. And look, I, I don't know if it's like, and I'm not not doubting their track record. You know, we look at the likes of the, the players that we've come to our club, like, and you know, we could just rattle a list of how they've turned, they've improved. But I feel as though maybe one or two we've, we haven't hit. And I'm not going to draw, I'm not drawing the line and sand on Gerard yet, or Ogden, or Makatoa, or, um, or uh, Widamu yet but what I'm saying is god damn like our depth you know we're such a top heavy team and I and I, I, I we've been praised for having depth before so yeah yeah I don't think you're wrong there Bertie to have those concerns especially leading into Origin but as I said pretty early season we've still got Laney and Matter to come back which will help with the rotation on the bench but you're right we do need to develop some more in um, in reserve grade and in flag and um, we're about to move into those results, but things aren't looking too great there either. Um, so with that, let's move on to um, reserve grade. We saw the Jets prevail 42-12. to 12. Two try scorers for, Mate, uh, for the Eels were Mate Ali and Hams. Um, Ham, did you have any uh, coverage of this one? Uh, no, on I was not out there. I was, I was still at work. Have you got any reports, though, from uh, the TCT boys or, or your inside not... Uh, yeah, your inside sources. <laughs> I, I, I want to put it out there. I have no inside sources. I have nothing. <laughs> um, no, look, I can, I can only go um, based on, on the numbers on New South Wales Rugby League.com. Um, you know, it, it's not nothing well, too inspiring. Yeah, well, we won't dive in too much if we don't have those on-field sources. So let's jump into the flag, which, um, we've, as we've said, it's going to be bolstered by a lot of those SG ball boys to come back up um, once that season's over. But uh, look at their try scores there. Bo Newlands, Nikau, Rathal, and Terrell Williams. So a lot of names I haven't really seen um, in this grade before. So it looks like this, yeah, they're certainly really relying upon um, the SG, balls to be, SG ball boys to be promoted. Um, so it's sort of in a bit of a an interim period there yeah, until sort of, uh, they do come up. It's sort of like a it's a holding pattern at the moment. I, I like the work of um, 
Arthur Miller-Steven. We brought him down from Queensland last year. Um, he's bulked up, looked really good. Uh, Terrell Williams, you know, didn't get his hands on the ball enough, but when he did, looked good. Uh, Nick Lenars, um, his Kayser Pritchard, although, like, he just absolutely rips in in defence, gets underneath the ball. I think he actually forced two errors in this game just through um, big hits. Um, other than that, uh, you know, when you lose 34 to 14, it's... um. It's a, it's a difficult one. I, You know, there's a, a young winger, Bo Newlands. I, I can't remember. I think we got him from South Sydney or Manly. Um, he's, he's raw as a footy player, but you can tell he's an athlete. Like, he's he's one of the taller players in the team. He's lean. He looks quick. Um, bit of coaching, bit of physical development there. I think, I think we might have something on our hands there. But other than that, you know, uh, John Tay... Had an okay game. Jock Jock had a, a um, workhorseman-like game. Brock Parker, the same sort of things. But, yeah, not much not much um, going there. Again, they had... Oh, no, they, they, they completed well 88%. So, um, not as much drop ball as I thought there was. All right, and then let's jump into the juniors, which saw the opening game for the Lisa Fiola Cup, uh, which is a four-round competition for the uh, women's under-17s. Uh, Eels racking up a score there, 44-6. to six. Don't have the tri-scorers list there, but uh, that's not a bad way to start. And this cup will uh, function as a pathways up to the Tasha Gales, which saw the Eels go down 16-22 to 22 to the Sharks. Pretty close affair there as well. Tri-scorers Pottinger, Pete and Dimmick, and uh, is it Alyssa? Yeah, Alyssa Bell. Two, Alicia, sorry, my bad. Two from three off the boot. Uh, then let's jump in. Uh, sorry, did you have any... Um, any visibility out there? Yeah, they were. They had a they had a strong game from what I saw. Um, unfortunately, I think it was Charlotte Cawthorn threw an intercept pass, which led to the Sharks' final try. Um, I liked the work of uh, Debbie Duhi, Talara Bamblett, uh, Liana Dimek, Bella Sanford, Kleena Lakenny. Um, you know, they, they've got they've got a way to go before uh, they're looking for NRLW spots. Those girls, but. Um, I think there needs to be another... I understand they're adding the under-17s, which is the Lisa Fiola Cup. I'd like to... You know, in the next couple of years, I think they need to have an under-21s for the girls as well to have that um, have that pathway in between Tasha Gale then open-age football with the Harvey Normans Women's Premiership. Um, all right, and then let's jump into the mats, which saw the Eels prevail 20-16 to 16 over the Sharks. Destratus, Vivella, Hardiman and Almadine all getting over. And Sanders, two off the boot. So how did you see that one, Ham? Um, yeah, it's, it's always a tough game against Cronulla. Um, you know, they, they're not, they haven't got the numbers on the board this year. They're sort of a middling club, middling team. But they, they're, they're always strong. Um, saw that with a couple of their players there, 13. Uh, Samuel McCulloch uh, looked like a Viking, played like a Viking, just smashing us in attack and defence. Um, he's one to watch out for for them in terms for us. Uh, Apatwidle had another strong game defensively at fullback. Um, and with the hands, he's just... He's basically another half out there. Um, just beautiful passing game. Pretty good running game. Um, I thought this was the best game from Alamedine on the wing. He showed some good uh, rucking skills there. Uh, who else am I going through? Dom and Raf Stratus. I 
you, you want to talk about a killer attitude that we get from Jermaine Hopgood. These the the twins, they have that killer attitude. Like they fight for every meter. They hit hard in defense. They're good good defensively too. Like they've got a really good technique. Um, and they're just they're all like they're not big guys like you see some juniors in this grade. They're big. These guys are just they're made of granite. They're like a uh, someone from Papua New Guinea. Like they're just rock solid, hard bodies. Um, so and then uh, LeBron, I thought this was his best game this year. Um, I didn't notice any defensive fatigue. Uh, he seemed to get back on side a lot and everything. And um, he had at least four big runs. And you know, I think in those four runs he would have gone close to a hundred meters. He really, really you know being two metres tall and 115 kilos or whatever this age you are going to make those metres but the most impressive thing to me was he completed every um, play the ball he's had a bit of a handling error in him so he he made his run he made the play the ball um, and I, I didn't notice any defensive fatigue from him so compare that to you know just six weeks or yeah six weeks ago when I saw him um, huge night and day for him. All right. And sorry, I think I might have said that that was the Mats. That was actually the SG ball with the Mats, of course, having a bye this week. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up the week that was. Let's look into some news. So the big news coming out today, Nathan Brown released to the Sydney City Roosters for the balance of the season. Uh, given it was his last year at the Eels, that'll see him wrap up his time at the club. Um, so playing 109 games for the blue and gold. Um, let's have a look. That's about it. Um, great time for, for when he did first come across, 20, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Uh, but the last, yeah, I guess, season and a bit, injuries and then um, lack of form seemed to have ruled him out a bit. Yeah, he's my favourite player in 2017. He was, you know, in a forward pack of CSI Vave, uh, Suwaya Matangi, uh, who else was I mean, Manu Mao, Kenny Edwards, they speak for themselves. But he was the only middle and... He took all the runs. He was making tackles. He was sort of, you know, I think his ball playing was very understated. Um, a lot of people, I think he was sort of underappreciated for that aspect, but he had some really good short passes around the ruck. Um, but, yeah, just sort of the past. Well, last year, sort of in reserve grade, he was he was getting dominated at that level. I, I don't think his heart was in with Parramatta anymore, which is disappointing. Um, but... You know, if you don't want to be here, I, I don't see a reason why you should be here. Yeah, well, he'd obviously been here for a fair a fair bit of time and it seems like, you know, in the last year or so, he's, he's sort of ventured out of the side of rugby league to his home, uh, to his gym and all that sort of stuff. Um, Bertie, any, any words from you? No, look, I just, I don't know. I, I, he hasn't been the same um, since Origin. That, 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 that year, the Origin was after the grand final. And um, it just forgot he's he was one of my he was one of my favorites because he brought that that mongrel and it wasn't like a dirty like you know when you see Nas who who's always dirty throwing elbows in you know head eye tech he wasn't like that it was just mongrel and well like when he had that confrontation with Sh- Sh- you know Shane Blore Shane Blore or Sean Blore whatever he's called we made his career essentially that you know that incident you know I, I like that and that's sort of like the mongrel we needed and. Uh, I thought him and like he reminded me so much of like Danny Wicks when he was back at the club. Um, you know, you guys mentioned Manu Mao and Kenny Edwards. It's just, 
it's a shame what's happened to him. And I and I can't like we I can't look, I'm no expert, but I can't think of where it went wrong. Was it the injury that? Because I remember he got injured against the Bulldogs. And ironically, it was against. I think Ogden need him in the hip or something when we versed him a couple of years ago, a few years back. So it just hasn't been since then, and I don't know what it is like. Because like his game style sort of changed. Because he used to run hard, and then towards the end of his Parramatta career, it was sort of like he pulling the handbrake a bit, like kind of like how Wonga Blake runs a bit, you know. And I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, and you know, we gave him a big contract, and it just makes me think. Look, what has happened? And maybe his love of the NRL is not there anymore. You know, some people would get sick and tired of it. Like, you look at, like, over in the AFL this year, one kid retired after two years. He's like, oh, I'm sick of this. I can't be doing training, you know, this full-time job. Maybe he's sick of it. You never know. But I just feel as though, I don't know. I can't put my finger on what happened to him. What's what's gone wrong? And maybe we'll, maybe he, I, I wish him nothing the best at the Roosters. But, man, what could have been? He could, you know, if, put it this way, the way I look at it, if he was still playing well in our starter, we wouldn't get Hopgood. And I'm I'm telling you what now, Hopgood is gonna be is gonna be a blessing in disguise signing him. So, yeah, everything happens for a reason. So yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's it. The the club sort of shown their hand with shifting Maddo to a to the middle sort of role, as well as having um, buying Hopgood now. So, um, it'd been in the plans for a while, and it was no secret that we we're trying to offload him. But thanks for the service. Um, great for those couple of years, but uh, all good things must come to an end. All right, well, let's move... Oh, sorry, the other signing news, BA has apparently extended his stay at the club to after 2025. Is that what they're saying? Uh, yeah. Nothing official yet. Yeah. That's uh, DT was reporting it, I think. The Daily Telegraph? Yeah, so he, yeah, so he already had a deal until, what, the end of 2024, and they're talking about pushing it beyond that. So, um, you know, it's taken us to a grand final. We've been in the final since, what, every year... Um, since 2017, but for 2018, um, let the good times keep rolling. Yeah, this is like similar. So this is like I was gonna say this is similar to like with Moses. Um, look, unless you're gonna upgrade that position, just keep just have what you want. And I was up in a last year or last year I was a sort of like a Brad Arthur doubter just with how with his bench rotation and his game plan. But I look at the other teams who have you know lesser coaches and they're just struggling. And in my head, I'm thinking, unless you upgrade, unless you get Trent Robinson, which no one's getting out of Roosters, Craig Bellamy's retiring this year. Unless you're taking a risk on a, a newcomer, um, just I, I'm confident. I'm I'm confident with this uh, signing extension. I think two years is enough. Keep him you know fresh. Don't let him get complacent or lackadaisical, or whatever you know. Like I feel as though. If he wants to earn it, because he'll be a, he will be our longest serving uh, coach after this contract, so you know it keeps him fresh and hungry, and I think it's uh, it's a positive. Yeah, so nothing official as yet, but we'll wait to see um, what comes out. And then the last thing um, is the promotion of the training tee, so the Pacifica uh, training tee. Unfortunately, it's not a jersey. I thought it was going to be a jersey, but. Um it's just going to be a a training tee. Hopefully, they can incorporate that into a in, into a, a jersey. Yeah, I think it's only for this week Going too, forward. isn't it? For multi, uh, multicultural round. Yeah, multicultural round training tees, uh, limited edition. Um, if you want to get it, uh, there's a bloke in our Discord. Uh, uh, PM Sports First Nambucker. He's got it listed up on his web, website there, and he ships it all around Australia. So um, get out to his sports store, and I'm sure he'll be able to do you a deal on the shirt. He also does online shipping. You don't have online to go to shipping. store. I've got. Yeah, I've got. Well, yeah, that's a bit of a trek up there. <laughs> heads, isn't it? Just, just for a, for a training <laughs> tee. <laughs> 
no, he's shipped me some shoes before, a couple of jerseys, all good. Um, all right, let's have a look coming forward. So, Tasha Gales have a buy this round. It doesn't have anything about our new uh, women's competition. Do you have any news on that, Bernie? Uh, sorry, Ham. Um, Lisa Fiola, you will be able to... Yeah. Um, I do. It's on a different website, which is playrugbyleague.com.au. Um, no, not play rugby. Um, yeah, we're playing Manly 10 o'clock at Four Pines Park. Yeah, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Sweet. I get out there if you want to see some of the younger girls in action. And then the other games they played is, again, playing Manly uh, Saturday at 1. That can't be right. It says, well, I, I think p- the Harold Matthews is supposed to be 11.30. 11.30 for the mats, okay. It says 1.30, uh, 1 p.m. for some reason, but again, out of Four Pines Farks Park, Saturday, 18th of March. Uh, looking like a pretty similar lineup there. And then in the SG Ball, 1.30 p.m. Is that meant to be at 1.30 or is it going to be at 1? I, I don't know. I'm assuming... Or maybe the... Maybe the Harold Matz is at 12 and this is at one thirty. I could not... I could not tell you definitively. Yeah, less than helpful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's always the New South Wales Rugby League. It'll change on the morning of... Um, but at the moment, it's listed 1.30pm, so the 18th of March out of Four Pines Park. And again, pretty much unchanged lineup there. Um, all right, let's jump to the next one, which will see the flag. Now, there's going to be a change here, isn't there? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, for yeah, in terms of um, where they're play- oh, when they're playing, they're playing at 6pm Friday 6 night at Blacktown, my stomping grounds. So Laybutt Field out at Blacktown. Again, looking at here, um, Seagulls against the Eels, uh, pretty similar um, lineups. And they've cut off the fullback in the list that I have here on New South Wales Rugby League, which is really handy. Um, it's a new they're fullback, doing, Lindsay Munro. They don't even have him listed as an in on um, <laughs> New South Wales Rugby League website, which is very helpful. Um, but then let's have a look at the knock-on effect uh, reserve grade cup, which will see the Eels taking on the Sea Eagles at 7.30pm, also out at Blacktown Labour Field, uh, which will see the inclusion of Dijon Arcee for the first time, first time in Eels colours. And Arthur Miller-Stevens going to fullback with uh, Jordan Rankin moving into the halves. Um, but just looking, ha- having a look through both of these team lists, you, I have to say that there's a fair... Oh, there's a blast from the past. Troy Duggan playing for um, Seagulls and the halfbacks. And Dean Madison, the uh, former Eagles. I think they've got, they've got a fair few in this game. Um, yeah. Falalo at fullback. Um, one, two... Trey Montana on the interchange match. Austin Diaz. So, yeah, there's all your ex-Eels players. Did Brad Abbey ever play for us, or was he a Raiders boy? Um, or a Bulldogs at one yeah, point? Bulldogs, Bulldogs, Roosters. Roosters, yeah. Warriors? Okay. I think he come through with the Warriors. Okay. Um, but, yeah, just looking back there, you've got Hayes Dunster on the wing. So, he played, was it half a game last week? And it looks like he's, you know, there's no um, winger or back utility on the bench so he looks like he's going to be having a full game this week which is good to see 
Yeah. Um, and again, Brendan Hands deputising at hooker in place of Mitch Rain, who's coming off the bench. Um, what happened to the young bloke that was um, playing in the preseason at hooker? Jaden Yates. Playing yeah. lock in this game. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. That's not great for development going forward, is it? If, if, if you sort of pick him out of the preseason to play, maybe a bit of utility to then have him playing at lock. Yeah, I guess Arthur doesn't have final say over the team list. Um, but again, looking at that team list, there's, uh, you'd hope to get over the line in that in the, in this grade. Yeah, you'd, you'd say so. I think the um, Blacktown Sea Eagles have been poor for a few years. I, I think they're down with us at the moment. Um, yeah, they're in eighth. We're in twelfth. Yeah, oh, only because they've had a buy. <laughs> so um, I think we're doing slightly better. They've had twenty points scored against, and we've had eighteen in both. That's why we're minus thirty six. So um, yeah. So if, you know, it's never a guarantee with uh, a Nathan Kalis coach team, <laughs> but it's good to see uh, Miller Stephen get a crack at fullback after two weeks. In Jersey flag, Dejan Arcee coming back. That's that's really good to see, and um, hopefully a full game from Hayes Dunster there. Fingers crossed, because we could use him up in first grade at some point. Um, and sorry, what was the the news on Russell? There's no, I can't see a specific. Uh, no, nah, well the news on the Airs website. The, the word around shoulder, town. What they're saying about six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks is the word around town. Yeah, initially they were saying full season, weren't they? So that's a bit of an upgrade. Yeah, oh, if it was full season, that would be just so disappointing for the young fella. Yeah, it was, I think it was on um, in Captain's Run. Yeah, that's horrible luck. Because he was going to be playing and then Bailey Simonson's late call-up, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get to first grade. Thursday night, kicking off the round of action. I'm sick of these early games. Hopefully we can get rid of them as of next week. Um... But 8pm out at Brookvale Oval, it'll see the Eels taking on the Seagulls, who are in first position with the buy points. Um, but let's have a look at these team lists. So for Manly first, Tom Travojevic, then on the wings, Atua Pilotu and Garrick. In the centres, Parker and Kula. In the halves, Josh Schuster returns from that ankle injury and DCE. In the props, Paseka and Jake Travojevic at hooker, Lachlan Croker. Olukawatu Atualagi on the in the second row and Aloy A rather at lock. Then the extended bench is KO Weeks, Ben Travoyevich, Ethan Bullimore, Sean Kepi, extended bench Sipley, Cooper Johns, Morgan Harper, Carl Lawton, and Ben Condon. And then for the Eagles at fullback and captain Gutho. And then the wings are Sivo and Simonson, centre Penasini, Blake, and in the halves Brown and Moses, forwards RCG and Junior Pollock. And then at hooker, Josh Hodson. Cartwright, Dury in the second row. Jermaine Hopgood at lock. Mamasia, Murchie, Greg, Makatoa on the bench. Arthur, Dunster, Ogden, Rodwell and Lumi Lumi on the extended bench. Now, Ham, just before we started recording, you pointed out that Rockin' Rodwell is on the extended bench but not named in New South Wales Cup. Yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know about that because, well, Ogden's named in um, reserve grades. There's Arthur, Dunster... Uh, and Lumi Lumi, all names in reserve grade, and we usually name our reserves in reserve grade. So, I don't know, some, some, something to look out for there, maybe? Probably not. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, let's talk about the game. Someone else go first. I need I need time to think about this. 
All right, Bertie, what are you liking? So, where do you think we've got an edge over the uh, Manly? Was their uh, first round big win against the Bulldogs, Fools Gold? Uh, we're playing in the cold at Brookvale. We beat them there at night time last year, but the last time we played in heat over there, it wasn't very good outing. What do you think, Bertie? I'm, I'm, I'm usually confident every time. I'm actually worried. I just, and it's, it was so much like last week. Uh, Will Kennedy scored three tries, and you know he's like a. Um, He's a decent fullback, right? You know, he he wouldn't make he wouldn't be a fullback in our team. I think Guffey's better, way better than him. Now, I think of Tom Turbo, a healthy Tom Turbo. I'm I'm literally am a bit nervous on the edges, especially our defense. Like, I just I'm just worried. Um, but if there's one way I can attack Manly, is Schuster. You know, he wants to play five. He wants to be in the halves, right? He want to be a half. Make him make fifty tackles. I know it's impossible. Just keep running at him. We want to make him at least have 20, 25 tackles by half time because he will be gassed. He won't last the whole... And then that's one less strike weapon. But in saying that, I just... Yeah, look, I'm a bit I'm a bit nervous, but uh, I feel as though we can still win. It's just these boys, you know, we looked clunky in attack uh, a few times. Uh, I just feel, I'm just waiting for them to click, click into gear, you know. Maybe, um, you know, the passes might stick. They, you know, they might hold on to a pass. You never know. Like, I just... I'm just waiting for this team to click into gear and, yeah, hopefully it's this week because, yeah, it doesn't get easy after this week, you know. Looking at the beginning of the season, this was the easiest game um, in the first five weeks, in my opinion, just from where Manly finished last year. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, that's the thing. You, like, take Tom Travojevic out of this team. I, I'm, I'm not nervous. But even with, you know, I, I think Tommy's still got some hamstring issues, like... From that uh, round one game, he didn't really stretch out from memory, um, but he just has that influence on them. And you know, who knows? He could be he could be hundred percent fit, which is a really worrying thing. And I think Schuster, you know, you pointed to his defensive capabilities, but boy, with the ball in hand, like he's got those no look passes. When they're on, they're very hard to defend because you know you got. Tommy's sweeping around the back, but he's also got the short ball to Tuolangi there. So that's that's a hard one to defend. Like, it's it's not a a worry game as such because you know we know Manly can be a good team. A worry team, a worry game's more like oh this team's so low that oh we'll take it easy. But uh, to me, for this game, the thing that I'm worried about is if we go in and try too hard, like. If we go in there and try and force the offload, if we go in there and try and force a pass, we'll try and float it over the top to our wingers. That's that's what I'm worried about with us in our current situation. Whereas I think what we what we really need to do is just really simplify the game, really go up the middle, you know, hit our edges on the unders, and then shift wide when Moses sees a blind side or. Um, play to our right to set up the left and then have uh, Dylan Brown on the sweep from Hopgood there. I think that's uh, I'm, that's what we need to do because we, that's what we do best but I'm just I'm, I'm concerned that we might push push that a little bit at the moment. Yeah, I think that's the hard part is trying to do too much. Um, things will start to click. Obviously, they've got a new um, sort of attacking structure with Trent Barrett coming in over the off-season. A lot more linking of the halves, a lot more linking with Hopgood. And Josh Hodgson, of course, offers a point of distance, a difference at the dummy half role. Um, I think Hodgson just needs to sort of um, 
cool his jets a little bit on the playmaking. We've got we've got enough cooks. Don't need him to be doing anything other than dishing the ball and um, not overcalling his halves um, to go one way or the other. Um, I I was told that sort of happened a little bit in the second game, whereas I guess the first 50 or 60 minutes of the first round match that we had against the Storm, I thought he he, he had really good service and was really good at um, picking the passes and, and listening to his halves. So just keeping that in mind that he it just needs to dish. That's his job here. He doesn't need to do a Raiders where they didn't have any halves um, or a fullback. So. They're exactly right. Um, I guess looking at it, their bench isn't all that great. Um, up against our bench, which is, you know, under strength at the moment as well. Uh, but I think we should have them through the forwards. I think we've got the advantage there. As you pointed out, Ham, the advantage for Manly is at the fullback and in some of their outside backs up against ours. Um, but last time we went down there, obviously they didn't have Tom Trevojevic, but we didn't have Moses in the halves at that point either. So, um, you know, things are pretty even here. We really need a win out at Manly there to, um, I think, in the next three games, we really need to go two and one, and you'd pick this one to be the easiest out of the next three games. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we get to our predictions, anything else? Any last words, Bertie? Just try and frustrate the shit out of Manly. Like, they, you know, they're on a high. They beat the Bulldogs, who went down and did a job on Melbourne. Just frustrate the crap out of them, you know. Um, you're wet underdogs, essentially. Like, we, we were in two. Manly, preseason champs, you know. They've got Anthony Seabold, Harvard degree, graduate, whatever they call him, you know, like... They got Turbo, they got DCE, they got plenty of X Factors. We're nobodies, you know. We're battlers out from West, you know. So just go in there, just do your job, and frustrate the crap out of them. And you know, like mainly they've had two weeks to plan for us, and you know, give it 15, 20 minutes. And if they're trying to do a few plays and we're just nullifying them, they'll get frustrated. They'll be like, "What have we done for the past two weeks?" So it's one of those ones where, like, um, for us, para, like when we have a short turnaround, we play better. But when we have like a ten day break usually from a Friday to Monday game, we have too much time to sit on it and, you know, overthink it. So, yeah, as you guys said, don't overthink it. Just play it simple and frustrate them. I guess the one thing we didn't mention in the review is um, that's the first time since 2021 that we've had back-to-back losses. Last year, we often backed a loss with a win. So, um, you know, now it's time to to put those losses behind and and show a win coming out um, the other end. Um, but let's jump into predictions. I'll just start off with um, Forty, who got his in before we pressed record, which he has Panasonic's first-time try scorer and Eels prevailing 26 to 18. Birdie, what do I have you down for? All right, I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to go Dylan Brown first try scorer. Um, look, I, I think we're going to. It's going to be a close game. You know, I, I've, it'll be a try in it. I think we'll win 20 to. 20 to 12, oh, sorry, 20 to 14, sorry, can't count for a sec, yeah, 20 to 14, you know, it'll be even at half time, and then, yeah, I just, look, I'm, I'm nervous because, you know, if it come, if it's a close game, you know, let's just say Manly are behind, what are they going to do, they're going to throw it to, to Turbo, or the game's tied, they, what are they going to do, what are we going to do, I don't know who to throw it to, like, to give it to Moses, but it's going to be a close game, we will be white knuckling it the whole, you know, 80 minutes, and yeah, hopefully we get the results. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough one. I th- I think I got to go in the middle. I'm going to go our boy Maney. He's going to f- break through, and he's going to score that first try. Um, now round one, I was one point in front of the total score. I picked thirteen. We were twelve. Last week I said we'd score four tries. We scored five tries. So logic tells me, logic tells me I should pick us to score eighty. Because even if I'm one point behind, then 
Um, you know, it doesn't matter. And if I'm one try behind, it doesn't matter. But I won't go that. Uh, I got a close one, I think. I think um, Channel 9 will want the game to be close, so the referee will make sure that um, Jake Travojevic is able to just fall asleep in the ruck. Uh, Parramatta 16 to Manly's 14. And talking about referees, Adam G as the head ref, Dave Munro, Peter Goff on the touch lines, Ashley Klein in the review oh box. I guarantee you both challenges from both teams, they're going to they're gonna lose them because there'll be some stupid rule, like some stupid interpretation. It won't even be an interpretation, it'll just be Klein like, nah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call them both wrong because players mm. shouldn't be allowed to do that. So they'll both be wrong. Alright, for me, I've got us 28-26 in a very close one um, over Manly and put me down for Dunes. Big Dunes is going over first. Uh, Straight down the middle. So Hopgood had um two trices last week. Are we going for the, like, the cheeky hat-trick this week or four, maybe five? Maybe put him in the halves. You never know. No, he's scoring them this week. Oh, He's scoring this. He's not setting anyone up. He's scoring them. Well, he's, he's my vice captain for Supercoast, so anything <laughs> under 100, and I'm going to be very upset. All right, boys. Well, we might wrap it up there. Sorely in need of win. Two losses to start the season. Got three um, big games coming up, um, starting off this week against uh, Manly. Then we've got Roosters and Penrith as well to follow. So um, the most winnable of the next three games. We really need to get a win here. Absolutely. That, we might wrap it up. All right, well, cheers, boys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening, all those out there. And we'll catch you on the next part of podcast. See you then. Go, Para. Ladies.